0: This is Unhurried, and I'm your host, Doug Kyle. You know, life can feel like a race rushing to the next thing, never time to reflect. But there is incredible value in slowing down with God to take in His perspective, His presence, His pace. Should we always forgive and forget? Is that always the best course? Welcome to our seventh podcast of Unhurried. I'm Doug Kyle, your host. Glad that you found us. And, you know, seven is kind of a great number, a biblical number. Uh, We've made it this far. They say it takes six weeks to build a habit, so now we're into the seventh week. If you've been following along with us for several weeks, thanks for making this a habit of yours as well. Well, I'm especially excited today because I'm looking at this... uh, this uh, gift that I was given over the weekend, we had kind of a milestone celebration here at the church, and someone gave me this gift, and it is a black ball cap, and embroidered on the front of it, it says, Unhurried with Doug Kyle, a podcast. I can't believe it. So early on in the uh, one of the earlier episodes, I I kidded about, well, you can go online to our our. Storefront and buy some swag from the podcast, obviously we don't have any swag, but I guess now we do We at least we have one piece uh, it's a it's a beautiful ball cap i we don't have any to sell because we only have one of them but if you see me around town wearing it, make sure you comment on it uh, when you when you see it so uh, yeah, I really love it that we have this uh, this podcast ball cap. Well, we're continuing our, our focus on stuff Jesus never said, and we're looking at some of the expressions, some of these cliches that are often attributed to Jesus, and we're looking more deeply to say, did he actually say them or not? Expressions like, God helps those who help themselves, God won't give you more than you can handle, let your, your feelings be your guide, or this is my cross to bear. And they are cliches in culture, but when you... Look at them, you realize they really never were on the lips of Jesus. More importantly, when you look at them, you realize if we embrace those phrases as gospel truth, it really blurs what Jesus actually did say. Today, we're looking at the expression, forgive and forget. Is that something that Jesus taught? Did he want us, in addition to uh, forgiving others, to be quick to forget about it as well? I mean, it's an expression you hear all the time, forgive and forget. Just, just forgive and forget. Move on with life. You need to forgive them and forget about it. And at first glance, it does seem like something Jesus could have said. I mean, we know that Jesus was was huge on forgiveness. Forgiveness was was really important in Jesus' teaching in the Lord's Prayer. For example, he taught the disciples and us to pray uh, forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. We are uh, supposed to forgive, and so we hear it all the time: forgive and forget. And usually, then the second part is added to it. We're not only supposed to forgive, but we're also supposed to forget. the uh, The flow of the logic is is that well, we're told in the Bible that God forgets about our sins, so we too, if we're going to be forgivers like God in heaven, then we too will forget their sins too. Forget what happened. Treat it like it never happened. Treat it as if it it didn't exist. Just go on with life as if that was, uh, was never a part of your experience. But does God really forget? I know there are verses in the Bible that use that language. For example, Hebrews 8.12, for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more quoting God, that God does not remember our sins, but God can't forget. God, by very definition, is omniscient. He is all-knowing. He knows all things, and that's who he is. It's part of his character. It's part of what we we admire, respect, and adore about our God is that he is, he is all-knowing, all-loving, all-present. He is everywhere. God cannot stop being all-knowing. When the Bible says that God will, that he remembers our sins no more, it's helpful to know that the word remember in the Bible means more than just bring to mind uh, to recollect it or to remember it. It means to remember it, to think about it, and to act upon it. And so what the Bible means here is that God will not act upon our sins. He will not remember them in the sense that he will not act upon them because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Jesus Jesus uses the word remember in the same way when he says at communion that we are to remember him. It's not just simply that we're supposed to bring him to mind and to to think about him. It means that we are to act upon what he's done and what he said and what he taught us and who he is. We remember him in the sense that we also bring him to mind, but then we act upon it. God cannot forget. It is part of his character, part of who he is, to know all things. When it comes to forgiveness, God can't forget, and neither can we. When it comes to forgiveness, we can't forget either. If especially if it's a deep scar, if it's a deep wound, try as you like we we cannot forget it. We cannot simply delete it from our memory bank and act as if it never happened. The scar is still there, so as much as we hear the phrase "forgive and forget," and it seems like a nice sentiment in reality, it's often impossible to do. not only does God not forget. Jesus doesn't forget either. There's a really important episode in Jesus' life that I shared a little bit in my message, but I want people to, I I think it's valuable for us to reflect on it a little bit more. On the night before the crucifixion, Peter infamously denied the Lord three times. Jesus then went to the cross. One of the things he said from the cross, he looked around at the crowds gathered and he said, Father, forgive them for they Know not what they do the The cross was the greatest demonstration of god's forgiveness. It was actually the vehicle by which he does forgive us. Jesus went to the cross, forgiving those who sent him there, including Peter and everyone else who'd sinned and and uh, whose sins he was dying for. But then, after the resurrection, Jesus has a personal conversation with Peter. It's called the restoration of Peter. There by the the lakeside, the shoreline, Jesus meets with Peter, and he restores Peter with these words. Three different times he asks him a question. He says, Peter, do you love me? Now, I think it's super interesting that he only, he didn't just say that one time, or he didn't just say, Peter, I forgive you, you're restored. But three times he asks him, Do you love me? Why three times? Because it is meant to reflect, to to mirror the three times that Peter denied him. In other words, Jesus remembered. Jesus remembered what Peter did, and it was important for Peter to know that Jesus remembered, that he was forgiven specifically for what he did, that Jesus knew, and that he could be restored. In other words, Jesus, when it comes to forgiveness, he still remembers. He doesn't forgive and forget. Perhaps there have been some difficult things that have happened in your life and you're beating yourself up because you're not able to forget about it. Just people tell you, just move on, forget about it, and move on. And I think it's helpful to realize that God doesn't forget and Jesus didn't forget either. And that we can't forget, we often cannot. It's just not the way God designed us. It's not the way we're wired. So one of the uh, passages that becomes very important to me in this is in Luke 17, Jesus addresses the very topic of forgiveness. There he says, if your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. Notice he doesn't say if they sin against you, forget about it. He says to address it and to see how they respond. He says, if your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Jesus calls us to notice when we are sinned against and not just let it kind of get swept under the rug, but to address it, to deal with it to make sure that the relationship, if it's a relationship you care about, make sure that you you address it um, so that it just doesn't continue, it just doesn't go on. We need to notice how others respond. We need to pay attention to it. It's something that needs to be on our minds and something that, it's a part of real life, it's a part of everyday life, it's a part of our life experience. And so Jesus wants us to deal with it and to address it. But it's what Jesus says next that has really captured my imagination in all of this. What he says next is the thing that often people will take to mean that we're supposed to forgive and forget. Here's how Jesus continues. It's in Luke seventeen four. He says, even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. Now that's an absolutely stunning statement by Jesus. It certainly was was something that the disciples had a, had trouble taking in. What do you mean seven times in the same day? Jesus raises the bar significantly on what what our forgiveness should look like. We are to be people of forgiveness. As I often say, I've said it a lot in my in, over the years, that forgiven people are forgiving people. It, we are meant to be radical in our forgiveness. But it's easy to take that to mean, therefore, we're just supposed to forgive and forget. But here's what I want you not to miss. Uh, it's probably one of the biggest things I said in my message, and I would want to underscore it even more so uh, today as I'm reflecting on it. To number is to remember. There's no way that we would know that someone has sinned against you, us a second time if we didn't notice and remember that they sinned against us the first time. There's no way that we can know someone is, has sinned against us a seventh time unless we counted the first six. To number is to remember. To number is to pay attention, and Jesus calls us to be very intentional and direct in addressing when we feel sinned against. It's not that we aren't to be radical in our forgiveness, we are, but it also means that we're not to forget, we're to pay attention. To number is to remember, and so instead of saying that we should forgive and forget, It strikes me that the better expression for us to use, the better phrase is to forgive and discern. So let me unpack both of those a little bit. The forgiveness part and the discernment part. First of all, the forgiveness part. It is absolutely essential that we understand, critical that we get it, that Jesus does call us to forgive. Nothing I'm saying today should imply that we're not meant to be forgiven and forgiving people. Forgiveness is part of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. But we have to realize that one of the reasons that, that Jesus calls us to forgiveness is because of the benefit that it brings to us. Forgiveness is Jesus' plan to heal us. It is for, for us. It is for our benefit. In 2 Corinthians 2.10, Paul is talking to the believers there, and he talks about those that they forgive. And he says, anyone you forgive, he says, I, I have forgiven too for your sake. And and Paul wanted them to know, his, the people that he loved there in Corinth, he wanted them to understand that when they forgive someone, it is also for their sake, uh, they benefit from it. There's a, there's a great benefit that comes to us. It liberates us. It sets us free. Forgiveness is Jesus' plan to heal us from hurt. And one of the things I, I said in the message, uh, and I really thought carefully about how I put it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll read it to you. I said, we forgive because it detoxifies the memory. We forgive because it drains the poison from our souls. Sin cripples us it 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 eats away at us when we have been sinned against, and when others have hurt us, that pain continues it's like a wound that continues um, to open up. but as we forgive, it is part of god's agency in our lives to to liberate us from the ongoing pain that those, those the, that that hurt can bring. Do they deserve it? Do we, only, we, do we only forgive people if they deserve to be forgiven? Somehow they've demonstrated that they feel badly enough about it or they, um, they've, they've made amends somehow? No, if it's for our benefit as well, then we forgive because of what it does for us and for our souls. We forgive because of what Jesus did on the cross, not only for us, but also for them. We have a rationale, a reason, a, 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 a right to be able to forgive them based on what Jesus did on the cross. They don't deserve it any more than we deserve the forgiveness that we've gotten from Jesus. But nonetheless, we do it because it stops the vicious cycle of hurt and pain. So forgiveness is an automatic. We should always, uh, when I say automatic, I don't mean that it's easy or something that we can do automatically, but it's a given. It's something that we should always do. It may take time. It may take a long time for us to really forgive someone. We may need to do it over and over again, but we know that we have a complete green light to move forward in forgiveness based on Jesus' teaching. But instead of saying forgive and forget, I say forgive and discern. And discernment, discernment is God's plan to keep it from happening again, to keep us from from getting hurt over and over again. And so just as I said earlier, Jesus, God and Jesus, they, they don't forget. We can't forget either. And when we've been hurt, we sometimes need to set up some boundaries to create some distance from that to make sure that we're not hurt again. That also is completely biblical and wise. Uh, Sometimes uh, the, the pain is relatively minor, the offense is relatively small, and we can move on with life as if nothing's happened. But other times the scars are deep and the pain is real, and the distrust that has come out of it needs to be repaired, needs to be restored before you can move on um, the same as it was before. And boundaries in that case are necessary, important, and wise. We need to create some some space sometimes because of what has happened. It's just the wise thing to do. You don't always have to be best friends again after you've been hurt. Uh, there are times when when you when there just needs to be space in order for trust to be built again, most relationships develop over time. And when they've been when they've been uh, when there's been a deep wedge or a deep place of hurt, it takes time for that relationship to be restored. Sometimes, if ever, discernment then is God's plan to keep it from happening again. We forgive always. And then we discern what is the appropriate relationship at this point and as we move into the future. Now, I realize that for many people, for most of us, this is a very painful topic. It brings up memories of areas that we have had uh, been hurt in the past. And so I, I hope that this is a helpful way to think about it as you think about forgiveness Uh, being God's plan to really set you free from that pain. That he's given us a reason and a rationale to forgive others based on what Jesus did on the cross for us. And that forgiveness can be God's tool, his agent in your life, to really set you free. But forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting about it or going back to exactly the way it is. Forgiveness leads to discernment. Now we discern what is the appropriate way that this relationship should unfold from this point forward. That, uh, so the next time you hear the expression, forgive and forget, I hope you hear a different phrase in the back of your mind, forgive and discern. Uh, forgiveness, God's, God's plan to, to set you free from the pain and hurt of sin. And discernment, God's plan to help you make sure it doesn't happen again. Well, this has been a deeper dive into the messages that I give on Sunday morning. If you'd like to hear this message verse by verse in a in a detailed way, you can always catch it at the Green Valley Church podcast, any place that you get your podcasts. I have to get a, a, a ball cap for that one too, I guess. And we'll have some swag for that as well. Uh, again, I look forward to seeing you around town. Notice my hat if you see me. Until next time. This has been Unhurried with me, your host, Doug Kyle, and I look forward to talking soon.